Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Minute Heights Podcast of 2021. Yes, I know, I was supposed to have a few other episodes for the month of December and other little spin-off shows that are part of the Minute Heights Podcast Network, as I like to call it, that was supposed to happen in December and just, you know, life got in the way and also just, honestly, I wasn't really feeling up to it. But I'm back for this one, episode 106. Is it 106? Is it? Yes, it is 106. Point one point five. I don't know. I'm just being random right now. Sorry. And it's Friday night that I'm recording this. Friday, January eighth. Um, and it's been a long week at work for me. So, yeah. If I'm a little funny tonight, that's why. And uh, also, if you're watching this on YouTube, which of course most of you do, you're gonna notice in the next few videos that I'm going to be wearing the exact same outfit that I'm wearing right now, which is my Nightwing t-shirt, my leather jacket, my Zack Snyder's Justice League beanie, so yeah, just having a good time tonight, but yes, this episode, it is titled, actually, I don't have it off the top of my head, let me look at it on my notes right here, because I'm a non-professional podcaster like that, yes, it is separating the art from the artist, easier said than done, question mark, yes, that is because it's something that has been, especially within the Snyder Cut community and other fandoms that I'm part of, such as Harry Potter and other things, the idea of separating the art from the artist because, you know, the we might appreciate the art, but the artist might not be such a great human being. And, you know, you already probably saw it in the thumbnail for this episode, and but I have a little short list of some of those names that are on there if you, in case you couldn't recognize them. Uh, in the thumbnail, it's J.K. Rowling, Jeff Johns, Joss Whedon, Brian Singer, Woody Allen, Kevin Spacey, Roman Polanski, R. Kelly, Chris Benoit, Ian Watkins, former frontman of The Lost Prophets, and Harvey Weinstein. Those are all the faces that are on the thumbnail, but there are plenty more in the entertainment industry that I could name, just can't think of them at the moment. Yes, what do they all have in common? Well, they have... Uh, they are, they pro- have pro- created and produced many forms of art that we are fans of, but there have been many accusations and allegations against them and that are not so pleasant. Uh, especially, I mean, all of them are pretty horrible accusations, honestly, but to me the worst one is of Ian Watkins from The Lost Prophets, and um, without getting into too graphic details, uh, yeah, he is, uh, I believe, serving a life sentence for, um, pedophilia, child molestation, um, uh, which, I can't believe I'm actually about to say this, involved an infant in one, in one of the charges, yes, that's right, an infant, um, first time I read that, a few years ago, I was absolutely disgusted and removed all music from the Lost Prophets from my Spotify playlist, uh, because, yeah, I want nothing to do with the music of that person, because that is just, I don't want to be, I don't want to be seen as a fan of something from such a disgusting human being, which broaches the question of this podcast, easier said than done, separating the art from the artist. In some cases, it is easier said than done, but whereas for me personally, regarding him specifically, it was not so hard to 
just completely dismiss my dismiss my any fandom that I had for him. And uh, my phone is buzzing. Let me see what's going on. Uh, all right, nothing. Never mind. Um, but yeah, you know, a lot of cases, a lot of situations where people are accused of certain actions, whether they are proven to be true or not, and in some cases it can ruin their careers. Some justly, and some not justly. You know, like with Harvey Weinstein being one of the most, you know, public public uh, cases of that. You know, with part of being a, um, hit by the Me Too movement uh, for his history of uh, sexual misconduct and sexual assault and actions in Hollywood for many many years. Um, yes, those are all very horrible. No one's denying that, and and every time they would show him going to and from court, you know, trying to look as as weak and as sickly as possible, trying to get sympathy. I I hated it because it's like, oh, you know, the, the things that you're being accused of, you're not gonna get much sympathy out of people, you know, by showing up in the walker, you know, looking all, you know, I'm such a weak man, blah blah blah. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. I don't even know why I'm saying that. I'm not. He's, he, yeah, but anyways, <laughs> um. But his company, the Weinstein Company, has put has produced many of Hollywood's greatest films, and that's the thing. It's like again separating the art from the artist. Even though he directly isn't wasn't directly an artist in this case, his company produced said art, and but now, and he had been praised by so many Hollywood people for years, people outside of Hollywood as well, being praised as this great person for the great art that he helped produce but while all that art was being produced he was doing these things to these women um like uh, like rose mcgowan was one of them that came out with allegations uh ashley judd i believe was another one um can't think of all of them all the time but those are the two that stick out the most for me ashley judd and uh, rose mcgowan and yes harvey weinstein did produce Many of Hollywood's greatest films, many Oscar-winning films, and Oscar-nominated films, highly, highly, you know, acclaimed films, um, but these allegations against him, you know, where he's been in court, you know, looking at potential life sent at a potential life sentence for these crimes, um, do we excuse that those actions because he produced so many of these so many great films? Um, and R. Kelly, accused of, you know, sexual misconduct and assault and actions with the with with underage women, underage girls. Horrible allegations, disgusting, absolutely disgusting. But a lot of people love his music, so do we excuse those allegations because we liked some of his songs? You know, because he, because he, 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 wrote, he did. I, I believe I can fly. You know, because he did that song. Do we excuse, you know, him on video urinating on a on a teenage girl? I, I mean, personally, I, you know, no amount of great music could excuse such a thing, in my opinion. Um, uh, and you know, talking about going back to wrestling, you know, which you can see behind my shoulder, some of these posters, um, Chris Benoit, one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, Hall of Fame career, 
but his final days. Whether we know for sure he did or didn't or did or didn't do it, we'll never know, because the only people that know were the people who were there. Uh, the death of his son, death of his wife, and then his and then his death. You know, for the last thirteen years, that's been the story that he killed his son, killed his wife, and then killed himself over that that the, that period of of three day however days at least three days I'm sure. Um, and we've seen fans for years since then, and even today, I've still seen still seen them right now, uh, campaigning for him to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. And I even made a video about talking, talk, sharing my, a lot of my feelings on this two years ago. Well, almost two years ago. As you know, it is over two years ago at this point. It was November of 2018, um, where I said, yes, his career is great, phenomenal career. He was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and he was. He headlined my all-time favorite WrestleMania, WrestleMania 20, in my favorite WrestleMania main event. And had many of my favorite matches, you know, against Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Kurt Angle, um, Bret Hart. Um, but the events of his final days, I cannot ignore that. Like, if, so if I'm, when I'm watching WWE Network and I'm watching a WCW show and he happens to be on there... You know, in the back of my mind, while I'm in, while I might be enjoying the match, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, this guy killed his wife, his son, and then and then himself. You know, and, and yeah, a lot of fans they excuse like, oh, you know, his brain was so severely damaged, blah blah. Like, yes, that's true, but at the same time, like, you can't deny, you can't, you can't really, you can't always go with the excuse of, you know brain damage to, to explain such things because from the Dark Side of the Ring uh, episode it's a great episode that they did about the Chris Benoit um, double murder-suicide seems like there was a lot of stuff going on leading up to that that might exa might not really be just simply brushed off as brain as caused by brain damage you know there might have been some issues going on with him and Nancy that you know built up and manifested into that you know and then also Eddie Guerrero's death being the big trigger for him so you know yes he had a Hall of Fame career his career should be honored but it's never going to be because of the events of those final days and and it's it's and it's it's, it's unfortunate yes but it's, he's never going to be inducted into any professional wrestling Hall of Fame that's just a fact and then, but then like going back to you know, Hollywood and actors and other performers. Um, Kevin Spacey, uh, and I'm gonna put it together, and Brian Singer, because they've done quite a few movies together. Both of them um, have, with several allegations of inappropriate touching and actions and sexual misconduct and behaviors to underage men, or underage boys, rather. Um, and like, Kevin Spacey is a great was a, he's a great actor. He's been in many of my favorite movies, like Usual Suspects, American Beauty, um, and Brian Singer has directed many great films as well. And Usual Suspects again, um, X Men: Days of Future Past. Um, but these allegations against him about things that he did to young boys. Yeah, and at times even doing him on the sets of of his movies, allegedly. 
you know, I'm, I'm, those thoughts, not every time, but those thoughts will run through my head while I'm watching some of his movies. You know, whether it's his X-Men movies or Superman Returns or, uh, well, I mean, I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet, but, you know, but I want to. But I know that there was a whole controversy with that film as well because of these, you know, allegations and accusations against him. And then with Kevin Spacey, like, you know, you know, like I loved Usual Suspects, I loved American Beauty, and I even loved Superman Returns, which, you know, Usual Suspects and Superman Returns, both directed by Bryan Singer, starring Kevin Spacey. You know, makes you wonder what was going on behind the scenes on, on both of those films. Um, and the whole time I'm thinking, we got a pedophile, pedophile director and a pedophile lead, you know, lead in this film. Although, well, for Superman Returns, he would be, he would be, he would be the second lead. But yeah, we got one of the lead actors, pedophile, director, pedophile. Um, trying to, trying to enjoy the movies, trying to separate the art from the artist, and sometimes it's not that easy. And then, and like Roman Polanski, if you don't know the, the history of Roman Polanski, you know, do yourselves a favor and do a quick Google search. Uh, and... Honestly, that's ha I'm saying it like that because I'm ha ha half the reason is I'm lazy <laughs> and don't really don't want want to do it myself. Um, Woody Allen, another one, one of the greatest directors in Hollywood, you know, award-winning director. Many of you know Annie Hall. Uh, <sighs> shit, what was it? What was the other one? Yeah, um, trying to remember the other one that he, that came out a few years ago that Owen Wilson was in it. The the I think, I think that one got got a lot of Oscar nominations as well. You know, Annie Hall probably being his biggest one. But yeah, Woody Allen, you know, his, you know, allegations about what he did to his own children. And, I mean, come on, like, his, his adopted, his adopted daughter, Soon Yi, he, 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 he adopted her as a, she was a little girl. And then they, now he, then he married her. Like, yeah, she, she, they're not blood, but it's, it's still just sick. And then they, they have children together. It's sick. Come on. You know, he married his adopted daughter. And then now, had kids with her. That, you know, that that's sick. And again, allegations about him doing stuff to his own children, you know, his own biological children. Um, like, like you know, can somebody ignore those, those things, and just simply enjoy his films? I don't know. Some people, some people, they can do that. Others can't. For me, I'm. I'm fifty-fifty for the, for the most part. Um, it's, <sighs> um, but the, but I always go back. I mean, with Woody Allen, I mainly always I mainly go back to him marrying his adopted daughter. I just I, I, I can I can never get over that. That is disgusting. Um, you know, the, he he basically raised her and groomed her to be his wife, which is that's just. Oof. All right. Yeah, I'm looking at my list again. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so many of the, the, these disgusting ones. Yeah, yeah, so many. Yeah, I've, I've, you know, th those those are all the horrible ones that you know, that are just like, you know, and and when I see people defending him, and one person that actually I used to be cool with and have respect for, and who's who's in the Snyder Cut community, and I'll get to a little bit more about that in a few minutes. That he, uh, making the comparison to uh, Kevin Spacey to Ray Fisher, and was defending Kevin Spacey. I'm not gonna say who his name was, but some some of some of my Snyder Cut friends, uh, especially if you follow CBM Cringe on Twitter, they might know who I'm talking about because he's been popping up on there sometimes. 
Um, but yeah, there's uh, Jeff Johns. Uh, yeah, speaking of Ray Fisher, Jeff Johns and Joss Whedon, and then most more recently Walter Hamada. That you know they are they have been behind many of the best comic book stories in print and in film. You know Joss Whedon directed Avengers from 2012 and Avengers: Age of Ultron. He also gave us Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Firefly. He wrote episodes of Roseanne. Um, did um, did did uncredited writing for the for, for Toy Story. Um, and directed a few episodes of Ag- Agents of Shield, all those things. People, let people love those those movies and those shows. They love those. But he's had a lot of allegations, not just from Ray Fisher, other people that that he's worked with. Um, the actor that played Spike on Buffy and Angel, uh, coming out recently about I think it was he was on the the Inside of You podcast uh, with a with a Michael Rosenbaum. He had talked about that when his character started to rise in popularity with the audience, that Joss Whedon cornered him on the set one day, you know, berating him for becoming popular, which is just, like, you're mad that the character you created became popular? Like, that, that from, from a creative standpoint, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, like you, 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 something you created became popular, and you're angry about that. I don't get that. Um, but also, like, he, uh, one of the actresses, I think it's Allie Larder. I, I could be wrong, but I'm, um, I don't know. It's one, one of the other women that was on those shows that, and that she was completely fired and written off the show because she got pregnant, um, which is just that is just fucked up. <laughs> um. And then, of course, most recently, again with the with the reshoots for Justice League, the allegations from um, Ray Fisher and even Jason Momoa came to Ray Fisher's defense, saying that yes, things went down, um, that uh, whatever backlash that Joss Whedon had gotten for Age of Ultron, he was using that as his as fuel for what he was going to do with the with the reshoots for Justice League, and that he treated the other the actors and the crew poorly. Uh, you know, stories of that uh, he uh, berated uh, Gal Gadot for refusing to do, you know, shoot certain scenes for him. And she he allegedly locking her in a closet and screaming at her, saying, "I will, I will take your movie away from you, just like I took Zach's movie." Um, and I don't know all this for sure. This is I'm just going by different stories that have been put out there from people that I trust and you know, to, and that I feel have enough credibility that they why would they lie about such things? <laughs> And and some of them are even friends, so yeah, I'm good. there's that too. Uh, and him just like making fun of the you know the the Snyder cut and all that stuff. Um, sorry, phone is buzzing again. Yeah. Um, and and it even goes with Jeff Johns, who was heavily involved in Justice League, uh, in the original from the the original you know stuff. Wanting to, he apparently he got such a big ego, um, and that he allegedly threatened Ray Fisher's career, because you know the way things were going down on the Justice League shoots, during principal photography and the reshoots, and as I've said in other in other podcasts and videos, Jeff Johns was one of the best comic book writers ever. I have I think like three or four of his stories on my shelf, and they're all great stories. You know, Doomsday Clock. Uh, 
Well, well, the only ones I, I think you only have three. Doomsday Clock Part One and Two, and DC Re, DC Universe Rebirth Deluxe Edition. Those are great, and those are great stories. You know, but does him writing great stories, you know, excuse toxic behavior that he, that he's shown to some people? I mean, Diane Nelson, who used to work with him, even said that that you know that everybody on the set on on these films got some toxic uh, treatment from him. Um, and then Walter Hamada, you know, Ray Fisher coming out against him, saying that he was an, he was an enabler for the for the bad treatment that Jeff Johns and Joss Whedon uh, created on the Justice League shoots. Um, and again, the person that I'm not gonna say his name because I don't like to, you know, I'm not that kind of person. Um, that he is a big Jeff Johns fan. Especially because he's a he's a big Green Lantern Green Lantern fan specifically, again. But you know, again, if you're in the Snyder Cut community, you probably already know who I'm talking about. That he is outright defending Jeff Johns completely and calling Ray Fisher a liar, even after others, other actors have come out and other crew members have come out in defense to corroborate the thing, the claims that Ray Fisher has put out there. Um, and that's why I, I even tweeted out like a couple of times for we Joss Whedon and Jeff Johns saying, like Joss Whedon, just because he created Buffy and Firefly does not mean he's a, doesn't mean he's not a shitty human being. And then for Jeff Johns, I wrote just because he wrote your favorite comic book story does not mean he's not a shitty human being. And I stand by those words because it's true. And like just because Jeff Johns wrote your favorite Green Lantern story does not mean he's a shitty human being. Just because he wrote Doomsday Clock does not mean, and you love it, doesn't mean he's not a shitty human being. Just because Joss Whedon gave us Avengers in 2012 does not mean he's not a shitty human being. You know, you can enjoy these stories that, the, that they told, but doesn't mean they're not shitty human beings. So Stanley Kubrick is another one. One of the greatest directors in, in, in Hollywood history. So many great films. You know, the Doctor Strangelove, you know, the Shining, The Clockwork Orange, Full Metal Jacket, um, uh, Eyes Wide Shut, I've never seen, but I've heard some mixed things on that, uh, and I believe uh, the AI, Artificial Intelligence movie, that was supposed to be directed by Stanley Kubrick, but then it got taken over by by Steven Spielberg, uh, and I think it actually has like a mishmash of stuff that was directed by Kubrick and then Spielberg, um, beautiful film, I absolutely love it, so, but I'm gonna have to rewatch it to really pay attention to that. Because uh, I've because the other people I haven't seen it it's, it's I think I haven't seen it in twenty years I believe yeah the uh, people that they say that you can kind of tell which parts belong to which director um, which I mean if you watch the theatrical cut of Justice League you can definitely see it there you know like especially if Ben Affleck's face doesn't look right it's Joss Whedon reshoot if Henry Cavill's face doesn't look right Joss Whedon reshoot if any of the actors don't look right it's a Joss Whedon reshoot. Um, but yeah, you know Stanley Kubrick, great director, but so many stories from when he when he was filming The Shining, how he treated Shelley Duvall so poorly, and she had like a, she had a legitimate nervous breakdown on set, and which is just all kinds of fucked up. Especially if you know the you know the stories of of how Shelley Duvall's life has just been on a complete downward spiral ever since, and which is just so unfortunate for her because she she was one of those promising you know Hollywood starlets that just things didn't work out for her and that just really sucks um, and then the last one that I have on my list JK Rowling 
of course, best known as the writer for the Harry Potter book series, uh, as well as the stage play, The, the Cursed Child, um, and uh, Fantastic Beasts, and all those wonderful stories within the Harry Potter universe. Um, coming out uh, with uh, the stuff perceived transphobic comments um, that many fans are just not happy about and many people have you know gone pretty old school with it and have been burning their Harry Potter books I've I've seen some videos with that um, basically you know just wanting nothing to do with with Harry Potter not all of them but a lot of people have not wanting nothing to do with Harry Potter because you know she's transphobic she and she created these stories so they want nothing to do with anything that she created uh, which again perfectly fine if that's how you feel if you genuinely feel that way cool more power to you uh, and everyone anyone who knows me knows that I am a big Harry Potter fan love the books love the movies um, and because those, those those stories are very pretty inspiring it's about you know overcoming adversity trying to find yourself finding your purpose and wonderful lessons that can be learned but you know because of the comments that she has made on her social media and on her website and essays and st that she's written that people looking at that and thinking like oh you hate you hate the the com the the trans the trans community you know you you, you are you are you are anti-lgbtq um and yes those the comments definitely do paint her that way um, i'm not going to comment either way on whether i agree that it, they are you know transphobic or anti-lgbtq just it definitely looks like like looks that way for sure you know but how many and but again and i've seen a lot of people that are wanting to that they want to just completely dismiss the harry potter stories because her name is attached to them and then there's others who still proudly watching the movies still proudly reading the books even though she you know is the, the one who created all that so that's why i'm saying is it really easier said than done with you know separating the art from the artist and michael jackson even being another one with the allegations of his, of, of his child molestation stuff uh one of the greatest performers of all time but can we can can you listen to his music and not think about the allegations of child molestation that were made against him several times and some people can some people can't you know, you know sometimes i'm able to listen to his music and not think about those things and other times i do uh so and every, everybody's brain functions differently so if you can separate the art from the artist great if you can't that's good that's okay too you're not you're not wrong either way you know, you might you might be interpreted as such to other people who feel differently from you, but me personally, you know, if whether you feel one way or the other, you're not wrong, because that's how you feel. You have every right to feel how you feel. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so, <sighs> uh, yeah, I guess I'm just gonna end it right there. Uh, that's good a place as any because honestly, I don't know if I have any anything further to add to this to this topic. But ah, this first episode of 2021 in the books that's that's wonderful. Um, thank you all so much for watching and listening and subscribing. And if you're not subscribed, you can do so by hitting the little button 
right there in the corner. If you're on YouTube, hit the notification bell so you stay up to date on everything that I do here. If you prefer the audio-only version so you don't have to look at my wonderful, glorious, mustached face, you can do so on Patreon. No, sorry. On Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Breaker, and Anchor. Those links are in the description. You can support me on my Patreon for $1 a month. Sorry, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm all kinds of fuzzled tonight. But... You can also support me in the Minutes Podcast Store. That link is in the description. Wonderful designs. I'm trying to create some new ones, too. I might retire some of the current ones that I have right now and introduce some new ones soon. I will let you all know, and you can stay up to date on all that news if you follow me on my social media. Twitter, Instagram, Vero, uh, Snapchat, if you like snapping. Uh, my wrestling page on, face- on Facebook, if you'd like to see the fun stuff that we post on there, that I co-run with my friend Nikki. Um, all those direct links will be in the description as well. And you can also, uh, if possible, please donate to the Autumn Snyder Tribute Fund. That link is in the description as well. It's from the AFSP. And yeah, thank you all so much for watching, for listening, for subscribing. I love and appreciate every single one of you do. I truly and genuinely do. And the video that I posted on, I think, I think it was New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. I can't remember exactly. Uh, Thank uh, all the positive feedback that I received on that. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. And all the words that I said in that video, I genuinely meant them. And you know, my goal for 2021, I have several goals, actually. One of them, uh, if you follow me on my social media, you already know that I'm trying to watch more horror movies for this year. So I'm be on the lookout for some horror movie content coming your way on here very soon. Um, but one of my other goals is to... I'm trying to bring more positivity into this world. I mean, I know there's a lot of it out there, but I want to try to be a more positive human being. You know, I won't say I want to be a beacon of hope or beacon of light or anything like that because I do not feel like I have such an such authority for a thing. But I want to try to be a more positive human being and try to bring that positivity to all of you. And I hope I can be successful in that. And as I always say, you know, on you can my DMs are always open, you know, if whether you're friends with me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Vero, Snapchat, you can always message me anytime. I will answer, and if I don't, you know, answer right away, I will eventually get to it. I, you know, my work schedule has been, been picking up a lot. You know, I work at the hospital, as a lot of you already know, and it's been a busy time for us, so doing my best to keep up with that. Uh, and I've also been losing some weight so if anyone has been paying attention to those posts on social media as well and thank you for the, all the wonderful compliments for that as most people who know me know that i don't do so well with compliments i have a hard time accepting them um because i just genuinely don't believe i'm worthy of such nice was nice being said receiving such nice um things from people um I mean, they are. It's all genuinely appreciated. It truly is. It's just I don't. I don't do so well with being complimented like that. But please know that it is genuinely appreciated, and I do thank all of you for the wonderful and kind words. Um, but yeah, this has been episode one hundred six of the Minutes podcast. I am Julian, and I will see all of you on the next one. Bye bye.